0: what's all up right. everyone welcome to the 17th episode with our amazing break cold guest here um so there's so many tools out there there are crm tools there are database tools there's cold email software to the moon tools so really excited to talk all things uh email today and finally on the other side having someone who understands the tech behind emails uh so i'm excited i'm really really excited so my, who, who is this random special guest I have? Like who, who is this break cold expert? Let's go ahead and uh, introduce yourself and let's get rock and rolling.
1: Yeah, thanks Nico for, for having me. Um, hi everyone, uh, my name is Arno Bilinga. Uh I'm a tax lawyer by training, uh, but I turned startup, startup founder in the cold email space like uh, eight months ago uh, actually. Um, I met my co-founder a year and a half ago, and then we, we just started to, to do SAS. And, uh, about five months ago, we, we decided to shift to a cold email SAS. And now, um, things are running smoothly. Uh, we are paying users uh, more and more every single day. And, uh, yeah, we, we tackled the market with, uh, the p- personalization aspect. with uh, a personalized first line, so happy to talk about
0: it. Awesome. And I have a very interesting question for you, right? Yeah. how many millions of dollars or euros have you raised
1: zero zero we fully bootstrap um and uh i'm currently living with my co-founder in the the same flat actually we we, we roommates and uh, we bootstrapping strapping the, the whole thing together so no vc rounds uh <laughs> we do receive loads of emails from vcs and I always take the calls, um, but um, yeah, just just
0: to have a chat, but no, not to raise. Arnaud, the, the, the reason I ask that is because so many people, especially in in our game, talk about mm-hmm. raising money. And, and I'm such a big fan of bootstrapping, boundless media bootstrapped since day one. You've bootstrapped and a lot of the people we associate with have. So I'm going to be quiet for a little bit and, and soak up all this email wisdom that we're about to get. Justine, kick us off. What's going on?
2: <laughs> yeah so let's start with kind of a background of break cold why did you want to start it um and tell us a little bit more about what you do
1: yeah um so initially we had the idea of break cold um because um i was prospecting for a previous project we had and i was spending loads of time uh personalizing the first lines um because obviously i, I got a better open rate and uh, more replies and every time I personalized my emails, obviously, um, it was not generic like most of cold emails, uh, that people send. And, um, and then, uh, we discovered open AI, um, which is a big thing right now, um, from Elon Musk. So with this AI thing and we started to play with it and instantly we got the idea of break call. So I was to my, to my co-founder, Matteo, I was like, how about we create a cold email tool first, but that is powered by AI first lines to faster the process, personalization. And instantly we got the ID, built the MVP in two weeks. And from there we, we got uh, customers. And um, so yeah, that's pretty much about it. And um, it's, uh, it's a sales tool, but when you import a CSV, if you have the website URL or the LinkedIn URL uh, of your prospect, we're able to generate for you um, four different lines per prospect. And from there you can tweak them or not. And um, that's pretty much it.
0: I love it. And as someone oh, yeah. that's done it every single day for the last three years, basically like, it yeah. is a time saver, it is a time saver.
1: Yeah, it's a huge time saver and uh, get more replies, so you book more meetings, ultimately you book, you have more sales, so people are really happy about it. And the thing is, uh, initially with this kind of um, AI thing, people were thinking, oh, now I have to do nothing and uh, just take the lines for granted. Um, and people were complaining, um, not on our platform because we always bet on quality first instead of many possibilities of output. Um, and, and but then people realize by educating the market, they realize it's just a time saver first, and so they, they save countless of hours personalizing, personalizing the lines, and then they tweak them times to times to get the result they want. So yeah, it's more a time saver. That's something that you can just replace and take AI for granted because I think uh, at least in to in, uh, I mean, at least these days, AI cannot replace fully a human yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, those actually, I'll skip around a little, Justine, because I know that's one thing that we were going to talk about is, is there are, I think a lot of people do see tools like Break Cold and even some competitors as like, all I have to do is import a CSV and then it's done, right? In reality, yeah. like you're mentioning, we're not there yet where AI can really. And this is more of a um machine learning conversation but what what are you seeing in the marketplace of ai um personal personalized lines like where where do you think the the strengths are right and the limitations are yeah uh
1: yeah it's, um i mean it depends on how we, the software is do it um because most softwares i mean obviously we we have, uh, we have sales outreach tool first mm-hmm. Uh, and not specialize uh, just in first lines. But the thing, I I basically subscribe to all the first lines tool to see how they work. And um, they pretty much copy each other all the time Uh, when it comes to training the AI model. Um, And um, they try to do everything. So for example, you have first lines generated from the buyer recommendations, volunteering experience, awards, uh, LinkedIn posts, then blog posts there's so many possibilities but no quality of the outputs uh and so in the end it's personalized kind of but the lines are really generic um so for example the, the lines would be yeah so you so you you went to university of miami um lo- love the the miami eats um really ge- generic i mean it it is personalized technically but um the market will be saturated with re- really quick Um, because people with now already now people can spread that it's a personalized line by ai um and so the limitation uh, i would say is that um most of these tools uh the the outputs um are pretty generic actually and not that personalized um but depends again on the platform for example us we focus on more of the quality of the output um and we there's still some room i mean for all the tools in the market there's still room to improve the quality of the output but it takes just loads of ai model training um so yeah the strength i would say is a huge time saver uh better open rate better reply rate but the limitation are um it's still generic um it's not still hyper personalized so you, you you need to be creative when you use these lines. So for example, you can use it in the PS or instead of in the first email, you can use it in in the follow-up in the second email. Um, And yeah. So
2: (laughs) So what do most people get wrong when they're doing their cold email outbound? Like what is the number one thing that most
1: people get wrong? Uh, I think there are two things. Uh, The first thing is that they don't care enough about the email availability. And so um, um, actually people, they, they have a good copy, they have a good offer, um, they, they target the right people. Um, but the thing is, when they send cold emails, uh, they go in the, in the spam folder. Uh, and so then the thing is, it just doesn't work. Um, and so they, they don't follow the best practices, they're they sending too, too much emails per day, too many emails per day. So maybe some people send 200 emails per day per email, per sending email address. They don't do the, some settings that can improve your email delivery, like um, SPF, DNS, uh, uh, sorry, SPF, DKM and DMARC, which are DNS records that you need to do. It's not, it sounds complicated, but it's actually really easy. If you read some stuff in, in two minutes, you can set this off. Um, and then um, the, they, they don't use email warm up tools that can improve their email Um especially if you want to do it at scale. Uh, it's definitely something you need to do. And uh, feel free to to look at Brightcore, we have lots of resources <laughs> on that. Um, and, and, but the second thing is, um, I would say that um, people that just think they they will get all the leads, import it into a, a sequence tool, and just and then put a campaign and Auto, and in autopilot, they will just get a loads of replies. And so then basically they copy the sequences. They are pr- really generic and easy. Um, and they don't take the time to be creative in, in the outreach um, because imagine you don't use personalized first lines. You, you don't have this feature or you don't have the time to personalize the first lines. There's still ways to get your emails, um, to get replies by, by, by by for example imagine you you're targeting um um you're targeting sales you're targeting co-founder uh of, of b2b star startups and um uh you, you you want you you are selling a tool for um i don't know business um for the business development department a good way to do it will be to um target um with tools like apollo like big, big databases um you target uh, business development people. Then you you target the co you you found business development people in B two B startups. Then you go for the co founder of this startup. And then when you reach out the co founder in the subject line, for example, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna write uh, about and then the name of the um, of the of the employee. So for example, uh, about Nico de Uh and then. First, you get the email opened by the co-founder because why? Why this person is talking <laughs> about my employee? So then you like you open the email and then you say, "Hey, um, I just uh, I saw the, the profile of um, of um, Nico De Burn. I think we have something to enable your, your sales team, etc." And so technically, it's already it's personalized in a way, uh, even though it sounds generic. And there are many ways to do it at scale. To talk about the city, for example, to only target people in Miami. Uh, for, on a campaign, I was doing that. And it was a really basic email, three lines, but the PS lines was just, uh, went to Miami in 2013, loved it, you're so lucky to live there. And um, the, I, I just got a grooming reply rate uh, thanks to that. And people felt it was personalized, um, even though it's not really. Um, so they did, they, yeah, they, they just don't follow email their rules. And, um, they are really salesy and they don't start a conversation they just want to sell 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 and so the email is just about them and not about the prospects um which it should be the case yeah.
0: Yeah. i would add one thing to that which is i think the data acquisition part and you, you touched on it in the last part right uh, because yeah. you know in in any given market and i would love your viewpoint on this cuz i'm just i'm just one person that that does it right um i think when i hear of someone trying to send 200 300 400 500 emails a, a day i always like say pause because yeah. the data is hard to get already and you're mentioning databases like apollo and i bet you do some some you know scraping on your own right to find leads That's- but it's yeah. it's hard to find high quality leads and that's always been our problem with like, how do you find in-market ones? You don't want to blow through them. And that's why personalization is so important, but we'd love to hear your thoughts on, on data acquisition. And if you think it is, you know, a, a major reason why email, email campaigns fail.
1: Yeah. I think the, um, the data obviously is, um, is a huge part because, um, um, first not, not all the people, I mean, not every agencies or consultants, or smaller business owners can have the, the means to to buy tools like Apollos and Info um, etc. Sometimes they just need uh, they just can afford uh, a smaller tool, so they, they they cannot and they don't have the skills and the time to learn how to scrap data and to etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, so the 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 lead part is is a problem, especially for them actually, uh, more than for big startups, um, B2B SaaS or enterprises that have the, the capacity, the the human workforce to do it. Uh, and so when it comes to them, um, it's, it's it's really hard to, to get the data um, and they, they, they don't have any training on how to do it. There, there's a few way, like you said, to, you can scrap the data, uh, you can use some tools. Uh, and uh, I think you know, before the podcast, you, you were telling me that you currently are growing a tool in this space where It's actually really interesting because I never seen that uh, where, when people can come to your website and you can get the data. uh, And uh, there's a few tools, for example, there's another tool I use. We can um, scrap the the followers uh, or the people who liked or commented on a Twitter post. So imagine a Twitter post goes viral in your niche. Um, For example, I remember this because the first time um, I was pitched this product, uh, the the cold email was really bad, but the <laughs> the offer was so tailored for me. It was such such a painful problem right now for me. I instantly jumped into a call, uh, even though the email was not perfect. So long story short, what what was it? So I made a viral tweet where I complained about um, uh, not having uh, an inbox tool where um, you can aggregate LinkedIn DMs. That was the mand- mandatory. Oh,
0: the LinkedIn, email, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, all in one platform, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but the thing yeah. that was mandatory was LinkedIn. Okay. And, uh, and it went viral on LinkedIn, uh, on Twitter, sorry. Um, like two, 200,000 impressions, uh, in a day and, uh, lots of comments, lots of likes, etc. And then, the, um, it's actually very few tools who are for, for doing that right now. Uh, but it's in beta, not in public access, and uh, and they reach out to me by emails, um, and they actually scrapped my um, the likes, uh, enriched with the B2B email address. Then they reached out to me, and uh, um, and the email was just like, "So you had an interest into a fully fledged inbox um, tool? Uh, are you interesting um, to in, the, in this in this kind of uh, solution?" And immediately I jumped, I jumped in because. Was like really recently after my my perks. It was the offer was perfect for my problem, and it was like yeah, they, they just knew they just they, they knew about it. And um, it re- also reminds me um, a few strategies that were used by bigger companies uh, like um, uh, like um, uh, a competitor of Drift. So you know Intercom mm-hmm. Drift. And so I remember um, one guy in the team was talking about that they were um, pretty much, uh, I don't know if it was legal or not, but buying um, G, um, reviews, I mean, buying IP address from G2 and Captera. and then they were enriching with the B2B email address. And so when, they, um, when some potential customers were going on Capterra on G2, to look, uh, because obviously before buying a product, you might be see uh, some reviews, right? And so then they got the info instantly, and with the B two B email address, then they reach out to the prospect. Why it was he or she was just before uh, buying the a solution, and then uh, if you're really good, you you close the deal so much easier this way. Uh, and so yeah, it's it really comes to I think in the, the coming years they they will be um, the key part will be to reach the, the right people at the right time. Um, and in a way, it won't be that cold. Um, uh, yeah, it will be more warm outreach rather than cold outreach. Love it. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, I know Nico focuses a lot on timing, being a big part of like who you're reaching out to. So yeah. I definitely agree with that. Um, I kind of want to go back to the email deliverability part because I know our team was super interested in getting your, um, process for email verification. We're really interested in how does that actually work? How do you verify the emails before you're, you even send them out so that you kind of don't get that bounce emails or end up in spam folders and stuff
0: like that? Yeah. So,
1: um, okay. Yeah. So, um, what we, um, notice obviously uh, initially when we created the platform like our first customers and myself included because uh, I use our product every day which is really cool to improve it um, when you download uh, for people who don't know when you when you get um, from, uh, email addresses uh, from database from databases like Apollo or whatever actually they say uh, they have valid B two B email address, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's why you love Nico. But yeah, most of the time it's actually not valid at all, <laughs> and uh, and um, yeah, the thing is, for many reasons, sometimes uh, they just have haven't updated the data, or it just this, They actually guessed the email and they never add the valid B two B email address, and um, so a priority for us was to reduce um, to check that because if you send a lot of emails like you said for, for people who don't know if your emails bounce uh, your email delivery will decrease You will have more chance to go to the spam folder and get into blacklist um, and once you are on the blacklist like imagine you have a hundreds or two or two hundred blacklist um, um, possible when when you are on one of these blacklists, it's really hard to get out from this blacklist and so you have either um, either you warm up your email address and expect for it to solve itself, but probably never happened. <laughs> and the other solution is just to buy a new domain and start from scratch, uh, which is really painful. Um, and uh, yeah, and how we do it is that we there's a few ways to do it. It's pretty um, pretty easy actually. That we check uh, some DNS records first. Uh, so again, when we talked about um, you know, DKAM SPF. Uh, and uh and, 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 Dima, um, and which are um, DNS records that you need to do when you do cold outreach because um, it will all out- pretend, it will um, tell Google algorithm and Outlook that you are the sole owner of your email address and it's uh, made to prevent email spoofing basically. And so just by doing this DNS uh, checks, uh, you can um, you can get rid of uh, alerts of emails that bounce by default, or also um, get rid of emails um, that uh, have a, a domain that actually doesn't exist. Um, and so it's the first way how we do it. And then the second way is that we actually do send um, kind of a, an, an invisible transactional uh, email um, to the person. And so, um, this is how we, we check it. There's actually no secret um, because the thing is, there's many platforms out there on the internet that just do that as a, as a service, as a SaaS, and they pretend it's highly complicated, etc. But for us, it, it's just a feature uh, of the platform. And uh, we haven't produced that into a whole SaaS. Um, uh, but again, um, it's all about marketing. So I, I assume that uh, these guys were pretty good to make it that big. Um, to, to make people think it's, it's really complicated, um, but uh, it's actually not. And um, and then ultimately you will have emails that bounce uh, because the best test is to send an actual email and not an in- invisible one. But obviously if you do that, uh, the recipient will receive the email. Uh, so we're not able to do that. And um, so by going through us, for example, the only case when your emails are bouncing is when um, the 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 inbox of the prospect is full, uh, and so this is the only cases when emails are bouncing. Um,
0: Do you know yeah. how many of those are? Because like I, I get them like every once in a while, and I'm always so curious on like what that number. Is. Do you know what that number is?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I never I never yeah. actually done research, by it, but but uh, like, it's yeah, like we- a
0: unicorn. You see it every now and then, and you're, I, I like I'm always like I'm gonna go Google how many, but then I'm like oh it's fine, it's, it doesn't really. Yeah. Matter. <laughs>
2: It's probably pretty high. I had like 40,000 unread emails in
1: my email <laughs> yeah. So it's
2: probably pretty high up there. Yeah, I
1: have another inbox. It's 40,000, you say? I
2: this <laughs> for like shopping and stuff, and so that's and, uh, my little spam email.
1: Yeah, it was at like 25,000. I, I, I thought I was a boss, but 40,000. Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah, email hates me. <laughs> um, so what are some other important techs that you guys use to make your campaign successful? Is there any other software that you guys like kind of utilize that you want to talk about or anything like that?
1: Uh, so you, just just to be, um, sorry question, are we using other software? Um, um, okay. I think you should uh, ask them more
0: like your tech stack. So besides Breakhold, like yeah, what's your tech yeah. stack look
1: like? Focal Outreach specifically? Um, okay. Uh, no, actually we just use Apollo because um, to be honest, It's not because it's the best tool out there, but probably because it's pretty much the cheapest when it comes to value ratio. For for people who don't know, it's something like $99 per month and you get unlimited leads. I mean, it's not officially unlimited, but uh, almost. Uh, And even if you pay higher, uh, it's actually really great to enrich the data. Um, We do use our built with uh, times to times. But the thing, again, Apollo now, they, they, they try to to have a feature like built with, integrated, uh, and actually works really, really well. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we don't use other tools um, at the moment for call outreach. We don't do our LinkedIn automations, um, by the way. Um, because we actually we want to implement that into Call at some point, point. Uh, okay, so we, we talked about that a
0: couple of months. Like first started, <laughs> So for everyone who who's um, who's curious, like I, I love tech, um, and for some reason this this random guy from cool kept popping up, and and I I went A/B tested his stuff, and the reason like we started like looking at Breakle seriously and, and ultimately started using it for some some campaigns was because he responded to my like I don't know. support is probably the number one reason like why I pick software. Um, Just if I have a problem, I want it solved, right? And I think you actually, I don't know if you remember, like I was asking about like, hey, uh, I I had this like one, oh, because I commented, I was like, hey, I thought it's four lines instead of two that was like advertised. Mm -hmm. And you got back to me within like 30 seconds. I go, I'm going to update that real quick because it is four. So yeah, the reason reason I'm bringing that up is like, it is so interesting uh when you're mentioning apollo because i i agree like five to forty percent of the emails are not good so like you have yeah, to, yeah. you have to clean them um yeah. but as soon and as soon as you figure out the linkedin feature which i don't think is going to be this year because linkedin's complex but complicated but it'll be interesting to see for you or maybe yeah maybe that's facing I mean.
1: sooner <laughs> It's not about the complicated aspect. It's more than my, my co-founder he doesn't want to do it <laughs> because <laughs> um, because the LinkedIn API. I mean, tech, for the technical part, it's uh, it's a mess and uh, and and um, yeah, he doesn't want. He he'd rather uh, build um, like a Twitter uh, automation, uh, even though Twitter has less value. Another Musk guy? maybe not. Right? Yeah, yeah. No one's doing it, and and still, um, there's plenty of ways how we can um have generate leads with Twitter, um, so uh, it's a no-brainer. But yeah, um, we will see uh, for, for LinkedIn, actually. But yeah, we don't use our LinkedIn automation tools because every time I do, uh, I get blocked <laughs> pretty easily. Uh, and more and more, um, this kind of tools, you can get blocked even if you, you're you really conservative with your LinkedIn automation outreach. Um, even, yeah, except if using proxies, and maybe it's more technical for people who listen, I don't know, but... Um, yeah and and so yeah by doing it manually uh we have better results and it's easier to manage actually um so so yeah and but um yeah and uh we're thinking about maybe sms automation and stuff but we there's a many routes we can take <laughs> so we have to think
0: <laughs> blue ocean so, yeah. out there just what other burning questions you have
2: Um, I was actually going to ask you, Niko, if you have any questions before we kind of wrap up. Yeah. Otherwise, any general advice, I think, for people interested in getting started would be a good way to end it. Like, how do people get started with automating their first lines or, you know, getting started with email?
1: Yeah, to be honest, um, for people who um, start. Uh, actually, uh, I would not recommend to automate, <laughs> which is uh, pretty um, crazy, but um, uh, and it's it, it not of my interest. But uh, actually, I, I would recommend them to actually do things manually first, um, and then see uh, what uh, works the best, and then you can automate it. Uh, but obviously, uh, when it comes to email specifically. Um, uh, doing follow-ups um, is really important uh, to to get people um, re, um, to have people replying to you. Um, so yeah, um, you can use a tool um, maybe for emails, but as you imagine, you have someone who do, wants to do cool outreach on Twitter or on LinkedIn. Don't automate straight away. First, do it manually and then scale it with automation. And for emails, if you want to start with emails and follow-up, are important. So in a way, you kind of forced to to use automation tools in a way um, because it's really painful to do it uh, manually uh, and track it. Um, Then uh, really warm up your domain. And my only advice would be buy a secondary domain dedicated (laughs) to cold emails first. And secondly, uh, warm up this email address email domain uh, for like 20 days minimum. And then uh, use your tool and send low volumes, never send more than let's say, uh, 30, 50 emails a day. Uh, I mean, there's many rules, but if there were three rules, it's by a secondary domain dedicated to cold emails, uh, warm up this email domain for like 20 days, and then do whatever you want, do your test, uh, but never send more than 50 emails a day, personalize them, and um, and, uh, and be patient, because you people say, yeah, but cold outreach, it doesn't work. and uh, The thing is, yeah, how many emails have you sent? Yeah, I sent 50 50 emails. They, oh, okay. Uh, But uh, the thing is, yeah, um, you you need, it it takes, some like everything in life, it takes some time uh, for it to work. And so um, take your time um, to, and and, and work on your ideal customer profile first. Uh, Don't send blasts to anyone. If you don't know your customers, what's the point? Um, So know your customers, segment your customers in different verticals and try each of these verticals. And even if you can geographically, maybe, you know, I don't know if you have an offer that can be sent all over the world. Maybe culturally, um, it will not work in, in, I don't know, in in Australia, but maybe it will work in, um, in Canada. So yeah, you need to iterate on that. That's it.
0: Yeah, just, That's my opinion. the last, last like penny that I'll add to that is target, right? Offer, message, and then appointment setting. So, focus yeah. first on target ICP, then get your offer super attractive to them, build your messaging to highlight their pain points, and then get you know, focus yeah. on getting replies, not sales on your first messages, and get them on calls to see if you can actually help them. So,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Even even open rates, I mean, people they. Not the bragging, but well, they, they focus on the open rate, uh, but actually um, focus on the reply. is the only metric that, that counts. And even if you have no's, it's good to have no's because then you can adjust um, and understand why uh, you got no's. So, Absolutely. Yeah.
0: My friend, thanks for being on the podcast. Where can people find Break cold you, Twitter, uh, and and all the information if they want to ask questions or get started once they've done some manual prospecting on their own?
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah, um, you can find us at breakcold.com if you want to try the product. Um. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at arno cx. Um. But uh, it would be easier yeah. actually to go on Breakhold and find the <laughs> the the Twitter URL. Um, and, and yeah again honor billing on linkedin and um, i i answer all my dms so feel free to send me a message uh, i will get back to you uh even though sometimes it takes a few times <laughs> sometimes but uh but yeah um yeah see you soon see ya. thank and you everyone for having me on, like, oh yeah really no excited. absolutely absolutely and, and guys it-
0: if uh, you have any questions about automation tools or anything like that, uh, please reach out to both of us. Uh, my email is Nico at Happy to appoint you in any way. We do have a lot of partners that do LinkedIn and all that fun stuff, too. Uh, this is the the the, the kind of uh, email tool that we are really, really most. In, that's in my highest you know recommendation, which carries a lot of weight. Um, <laughs> all jokes aside, though, please, if there's any questions, let us know. But otherwise, we'll see you in Episode 18. You guys have a phenomenal day. Peace.